Welcome everybody, Lee Henson Hasty here on Leading Theologically. Um, we're closing out September strong here, early in the morning in the U.S. coasters. We're so glad you're here with us, um, but you won't regret it because we're with my friend and friends of so many across the country and world, um, the Reverend Dr. Victor Arroyo Jr. He is the president, 11th president of Columbia Theological Seminary, Decatur, Georgia. Thanks for being here today, Victor. You've had a busy week, just what I know about, you know, speaking. <laughs> so thanks for making the time. Well, I'm grateful being here, Lee. Thank you so much for uh, this opportunity uh, to share with you and with others about uh, the wonders of uh, theological education and how we're moving forward. And I'm also grateful for you and oh. the platform <laughs> as well uh, in, in sharing, right, uh, the opportunities that we as a church are are uh, moving forward in a learned faith. So thank you. Well, we're in this together in the body of Christ and it's, mm -hmm. it's good when we're connected. It's one of the reasons I got this show going is to help connect people and, and reconnect folks. And uh, you're a connector like me, you know, so mm -hmm. many good people. And it's so good to have you in that chair at Columbia Seminary. What a a wonderful inauguration. Um, mm -hmm. It feels like it was yesterday, but um, last fall, I guess. Last fall. Yeah, last November. Mm -hmm. That's, that, that was awesome. Folks who don't know Victor, um, I want you to get to know him. He is a, a graduate of Princeton Theological Seminary. He has his doctorate in higher education leadership from the University of Pennsylvania, you know, a pretty uh, important institution. He's been a pastor. He's been a dean of students, multiple roles um, at Princeton Theological Seminary before coming uh, to uh, Columbia and uh, just uh, already launching a strategic blueprint. We'll talk about that soon, but uh, learn more uh, on their web website, cts.net.edu, and you can go even to his president's page um, and learn more about that too. Um, Victor, I always start the show with a question about your call. And a no call, you, you are a discernment partner for so many and mentor, um, and you know these questions. Um, but the one that uh, I think uh, I'd love to ask you today is, is the one from Howard Thurman. Um, he said, uh, what the world needs are people who are coming alive, mm. people who are coming alive. And so I wonder what is making you come alive these days? Thank you so much, Ali. I, I appreciate that question. And what I could share uh, with you is that uh, it's it's the opportunities of seeing God at work, uh, creating something new every day, acknowledging that God is not static, that God is constantly uh, demonstrating uh, God's goodness and and grace and abundant love uh, for for the church and the world. Uh, what's, what's making me more alive uh, is the fact that this call is about having and developing relationships, mm. relationships with, uh, with students that are coming from all parts of the globe and all parts of the country uh, who have phenomenal uh, faith stories, right? That, uh, are guiding them to pursue uh, further theological preparation uh, in service to their communities, in service to the life of the church. Um, I am excited and uh, uh, about that that reality, and to hear uh, their passion and their commitment to their faith 
and to the life of the church and to listen and hear how the church, the congregational setting or other ministries of the church has played such an important role in their lives. To walk with faculty and to create learning environments and platforms that, that will um, continue to, to, to give our students or students alike uh, opportunities to further flourish uh, because of their cutting edge research and their commitment to Christ and the church uh, is, is, is inspiring. Uh, and as well to be able to, to walk alongside of uh, dedicated and committed individuals like our staff uh, at Columbia uh, that, that provide uh, really um, important uh, opportunities to grow and to establish creative, uh, creative platforms to be better stewards, right, of our resources during this time. So many times, in, in addition to this, uh, Lee, I wait, what wakes you up in the morning? And okay. it's easy. Yeah, right. And it's easy <laughs> sometimes in the middle of the night. Sometimes in the middle of the night. <laughs> sometimes in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's the commitment. It's to see right, the possibilities that can exist and that, and that we have been given and that, or that I have been given as well, um, um, just the honor to be a part of this enterprise, this teaching, learning, serving enterprise, uh, which is so critical uh, in, in, to me, and to my family and friends. Amen. Friends, you may not know it, but you just received a little mini seminar on what it means to be a seminary president. You name the constituencies. Mm -hmm faculty, the staff, um, the leadership, the, the students, uh, the board, you, you work alongside and you shine a light and it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And gosh, what, I mean, can y'all not already tell if you didn't already know the energy and the enthusiasm, Victor, that you bring to this and the eagerness and the urgency like this mm -hmm. actually <laughs> matters. It matters for the church. It matters for the world. And I love the way you finished. And it matters for you and your family too. That's right. You know, I mean, that's not where it started, but that's part of it too. Like, I mean, this really does matter. I mean, and I, it, I see it in the way that you're just crisscrossing the church. I know you just came from mm -hmm. Minneapolis where you're Speaking at the Stewardship Kaleidoscope, I heard it was a record crowd. I'm probably coming to see you. So uh, thanks for being there for that. Um, you really, I want to pick up on one thing you said there. Um, the When you're talking about students and faculty, the multiple platforms with an S, you said, yes. where people can learn and grow. And I suspect yes. we're talking today about sort of navigating. It, it's new territory. Yeah. Not necessarily scary. Don't get yeah. too scared about fires. Mm -hmm. But you're navigating some new territory, and I'm guessing these platforms is part of that navigation or part of that map. I don't know. I'm just wondering. No. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I think that one of the one of the challenges that that we are confronting as a, a theological institution, and if I may say, within the theological academy, right? Mm -hmm. is, is how do we uh, continue to examine and explore uh, uh, the realities that we have uh, experienced, particularly in the last four uh, four years or so, right? Um, 
uh, with the multiple pandemics, the global pandemics, and the uh, particular socioeconomic, political, uh, uh, and um, racial uh, pandemics that we experienced that has challenged the life of the church. Now, I'm not to, now I'm not saying that um, we have not been experiencing challenges prior to uh, to the to the global pandemic. But the reality is that now uh, agency has been given to uh, right, the rhetoric of hatred, uh, the, the rhetoric of suspicion uh, in our midst, uh, and that it has infiltrated even within the life of the church. Exactly. So, fear, fear. Fear, fear. <laughs> I mean, we're hearing everything, right, Lee, about the, the closing of companies that we thought would last for a long time that we grew up with. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, the the closing of of uh, congregations, the uh, you know the challenges that many of our clergy are confronting when when uh, and lay leaders, right? When we are uh, ministering and working with uh, parishioners or with constituents, uh, depending upon the vocation that we're serving, and so there are mental health issues that are being confronted as well. And so what we're doing is as, as we are, as I'm traveling uh, across uh, the country and as well on faculty and staff, we're hearing about these challenges and these challenges that are a fear, right, of scarcity is dominating, right, mm -hmm. the, the, uh, just the perspective. And so one of the things that we want to share at, at Columbia is that we're not going to be moving forward in our curriculum development in our trajectory as an educational institution of the church uh, under the perspective of fear and scarcity, but abundance and grace. Amen. We need to be able to, um, to rely on the convictions of God's word that tells us that yes, we will be lamenting um, uh, moments of loss. Uh, absolutely. We need to recognize uh, the realities of what we're experiencing, but we need to be founded upon the great blessings that we experience every day of our lives that is as a result of God's grace imparted to us. And so we have been given opportunities to, to develop platforms that are going to be robust and innovative. And I know that, that those two words can be cliche, but we're, but right now what we're doing is we're, we're defining those terms in light of the context and writing a narrative, right? Um, and that narrative needs to be uh, based upon a framework, uh, what I'm contending and what Columbia is contending in abundance and grace. Um, yeah. Well, I love, I have to say that uh, one of the things I love the most is that this is a, um, uh, that you come from that grace field abundance place that you come with uh, it's hope, uh, you come with and it, a scriptural message, like again and again, like the people are scared, the people are scared, you know, and there's storms, there's all kinds of things happening. People are starving, people that need clothing, they need food, you know, and Jesus just comes and says, peace be He's with right. you, you know, right? Yeah, I mean, it feels like that's a scriptural thing. I also just really love that this is a blueprint this is a strategic, not a strategic plan, a strategic blueprint. Right. This is, this is a, um, uh, there's a direction, I guess, right? There's a direction, but this is not, this is an under construction as you go. Cause you learn 
you're learning as you go. This feels more adaptive, less technical, and kind of how it approaches if I was to speak in, in Heifetz language. And let me just pause since I, I said this and welcome Vincene and Julie and OJ and Jody and Alex and Louisville okay. Cemetery. Um, a lot of folks joining us. Glad to have you this morning. Um, uh, thanks for being here. Yeah, so the blueprint, that's 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 a new one. Uh, uh, yeah. What what inspired that? Yeah, so that, so again, we you know it's it's the, the the process. Lee, thank you so much for sharing that. It's that we're always under construction, right? That we're okay. we're constantly reforming, right? And so a plan, uh, a, a blue, a uh, strategic plan, basically has uh, within its own framework that this is the way we're going to be going, and it, it's not adaptive, right, to changing circumstances. Right now, we are living into an endemic time. And this endemic time is teaching us that mm -hmm. there's constant change, right? Demographic mm -hmm. shifts are taking place all over the country. Communities are no longer the way that they were maybe mm -hmm. 10, 15 years ago. And sociologists mentioned that, that, that communities are constantly uh, changing uh, demographically every two years. And so the reality is that that we have a blueprint um, with the with the with the variables that we can always look at the opportunity of pivoting, um, assessing, and then um, exploring what other options there may be. So it's it's flexible and nimble, but yet direct. Right. This is the way that we're moving forward. And so our strategic blueprint at Columbia Seminary is highlighting uh, the importance of access and flourishing of our students, uh, once again, that come from all parts of the globe. Secondly, it is, it is focusing on uh, reconnecting with the church, with the local parish, um, that, that we are an educational institution in service to mm -hmm. the church right, for the expansion of what uh, Ada Maria Isacidia says, the kingdom of God, right? right. And, so, and so recognizing that it's about building partnerships. And that's the third element of our uh, blueprint is building partnerships with our alumni, um, with, congreg with congregants, uh, with philanthropic organizations, uh, with uh, donors and and individuals that are just, they're desirous uh, to be a part of something positive, right? right. When we have been so mired with negativity right. and it's constant within uh, uh, news platforms that we are we are hearing or we are reading from. And so, and, and the other element is about the issues of mental health. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Lee and friends. Huge. We could we we could five ten more shows on that. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. And so and so across the institution, we are establishing platforms from from the board of trustees to to our students and mm. um, faculty mm. as well as administrative staff. We will be focusing on how do we fortify our coping mechanisms, mm. right? In order for for proper healing and right, right proper healing, well, proactive, proactive, intentional, absolutely, absolutely. You know that you and I, right? We 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 were we were raised uh, in, within a theological paradigm that 
we were taught to to look at and to observe the needs of others and in that way right right but the mere fact is i think we need to shift that in addition to mm. by making sure that we acknowledge it's okay to tap into our humanity it's okay to understand that we can get angry and frustrated and anxious about the, the the variety of circumstances that we're confronting and that it is not weakness but it is strength strength 100 absolutely that i mean i think that um we if we can turn this corner i mean it is it is it, uh, people uh, the COVID 19 is still out there right we still yeah. got but there, there are other pandemics, and I think the mental health pandemic is uh, finally coming to light. Um, I think you know my wife has done some work on this, and yes. tell people, I was like, you know, uh, if you know any families experiencing mental illness, <laughs> or you know you are not, because if they say they're not, they're uh, unaware. I mean, it's huge, and for you to start that, and I hear what you're saying, like the platforms is some formative things, and not just curricular. You know, but and not just extracurricular, but part of the ethos of the institution. That's what you're working. I mean, where you see it, it's faculty, staff, everywhere. You know, it's it's in the refectory, it's in the chapel, it's that's right in the one-on-one walk. You know, the coffee shop conversation that changes your life. Absolutely, um, that kind of thing, or just the pat on the back, whatever it might be. Yeah, you know, um, the noticing. I mean, that's that's beautiful. Yeah. Let's let, let's be countercultural the way it is right now. Right. Let's right. let's be let's be a community that values um, or that honors certain core values such as gratitude and such Amen. as activity. Right. right. There, there's no there's no shame and we should not be able to uh, 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 forget about those particular value points that we even that we read in scripture as well. Mm -hmm. um, but let's 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 regain that narrative that we are called to do mm. by acknowledging and celebrating right um celebrating uh what we offer celebrating the stories in our midst um acknowledging that that our ministries is a is one of active learning active mm. listening and active formation amen uh, so yeah and, that, so, and that's what we're trying to incorporate it every level of the institution and you know what the one of the things that has been really wonderful mm -hmm. is the fact that we're hearing from our alumni and from uh from others right that are serving yes. we're yes. hearing what their what their challenges and uh and that's that's why a blueprint is adaptive because it is also charging us to have these conversations and to incorporate Right, their experiences within our own curricular development and campus culture. You're right. Not a one and done. I mean, it's a yeah. living document and such intentionality though there too. I mean, I think this is really helpful in a model. I mean, mm -hmm. folks, if you haven't thought about seminary and you're thinking about it, see what I'm talking about. This is this mm -hmm. is this is not your this is not your grandfather, grandmother's mm -hmm. seminary or your mother and fathers and it not maybe even not your your older sibling i mean i mean it is uh, a very exciting time you know you just said something and I, i've got to say it so i'd love and i know our guests i mean our audience would love to hear more about your story what is it that has formed 
Victor Aloyo um, the, in this, these sort of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, who are the mentors there? Mm-hmm. Maybe you highlight what is it that um, that that motivates you from your story that you're bringing forward? I mean, sort of a, in the Sankofa, you know, you look back and you look forward. Um, right, right, right. Um, there has to be something there. Right, right. Well, one of the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things, one of the things that for me, uh, my my mentors, right. First of all, uh, I'm grateful for my parents, my parents who are who are in the church triumphant, um, uh, and that that they, you know, they uh, instilled in me um, uh, um, values of of perseverance, uh, persistence. Right, uh, and as well, a learned faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, both my mother and my father were immigrants from Puerto Rico, and they came to the New York City area uh, in in the early 1950s um, to to develop right a a business or a style of life um, for their only son, their only child. Oh, right? wow. to, uh, to receive an education and to be able to contribute positively to, mm. to this world. That's and uh, my mother was a, a Sunday school teacher for 58 years consecutively. And 50? 58 50. years. She loved. And that's a theological teach. educator right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I'm such a strong advocate for lay leadership as well, because right. of what she modeled. And I'm a strong advocate as well of, of, of being an instrument to make sure that individuals who have been historically marginalized, yep. right, um, um, have, right, the opportunity to, to, to contribute to the ministry uh, of the Lord in the Lord's vineyard. And, and, and they were extremely important for my mother talking about a learned faith, right, and, and to celebrate that. Um, and then, I, and then there were other mentors like Julio Hernandez and Herbert Robles and Felicita Roman and um, Esther Andrades and you know and so many others that have impacted my life. Um, uh, being raised in a church that was missional at the First Spanish Presbyterian Church of Brooklyn in Brooklyn, New York, okay. where out of that congregation, right, the oldest Hispanic Latino congregation in the New York City Presbytery. From that congregation, seven congregations were born from it. So when I wow. first pastored a church, it was in one of those missions that became then later a, a, a chartered congregation. And then from there, from that congregation, we then um, uh, we then as well commissioned two groups of fifty uh, to develop two congregations: one in Astoria, Queens, and one in Flushing, Queens. But all of that was part of this lineage, this continuity of of risking, taking calculated risks, equipping saints for ministry, moving forward accordingly, and recognizing the the uh, the possible amid the impossible. Right? Um, and Great, so, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I mean the and I can see how that makes you built for mm-hmm. what you're doing right now. And to have that kind of story in your story mm-hmm. that you carry forward. Um, you talked about your mother being a Sunday school teacher. You 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 get to hang out with a few teachers now. Um, I'm actually having one of those. Uh, Anna Carter Florence is going to be uh, my guest friends uh, on my 
my next show. We're we're right. not closing this one out, but just just so you know, um, right. professor Columbia Seminary. A is for alabaster. Y'all have a little bit of history beyond Columbia Seminary. You were telling me. Absolutely, Anna Carter and I began uh, uh, our MDiv program at Princeton Theological Seminary on the same day, same year. We lived at Erdman Hall um, when it was a when it was a dormitory, not not the way it is at this Continuing moment. Continuing education center now, right? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> and um, and we fashioned a, a, an amazing friendship and how wonderful it was for me upon receiving the call to be Columbia's uh, 11th president and how honored I, I am, right? And I, and I will continue to be uh, serving Christ in the church through this platform, but to, to now be kind of reunited with uh, Anna Carter and, um, uh, and yes. Full circle, full circle. Full circle, full circle. Beautiful. In addition to, Right, Brennan Breed and Bill Brown and and Shaniqua Walker Barnes and 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 Jake Myers and I can the list can continue to go forward, but but because of what I learned from from my my mother and my father who who taught me from his his business acumen, right, right, um, right, right, right. Um, but but my mom within the life of the faith of the church and being a teacher, that's why I value the pedagogical platform. Right. I, I'm, I'm honored to be with these um, members of the faculty that are at the cutting edge of their research, that right. love the church, that are constantly giving seminars and workshops right. Right. and preaching at, at, at pulpits where, you know, they're in the midst of transition. And so so for me, the opportunity to to be a facilitator, right, to right. Uh, explore resources and opportunities for our faculty to continue uh, in their particular um, calls is an honor. It's a privilege. Lee. Well, and the church is a resource. I mean, um, what else, what are what are some things people should be on the lookout for, or might should be reading uh, they don't know about um, from some of those faculty? Victor, can you give us some a heads up? Um, sure. This is these are the ways um, I think we navigate this this world is having resources like that. Um, and, and, and you mentioned earlier partnership. I, I just got to say it's, and you see it in you, it's a joy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and if folks are looking for a place to live out some joy, uh, connection and partnership with the theological seminary is one place. And we might start with maybe a book that's coming out or, or a research Absolutely. project that's happening. Absolutely. Um, how how wonderful it is that you know I, and i believe it's god's providence that as we are focusing on issues of of mental health and self-care um and okay. and creating right sustainable healthy work rhythms that uh dr shaniqua walker barnes just published uh, uh a a book that i would encourage um uh, clergy and lay leaders alike to read sacred self-care sacred self-care daily practices for nurturing our whole selves uh, dr shaniqua barnes was a facilitator for our faculty retreat and we intentionally called it a faculty retreat in our faculty conference we did not speak about elements of the curriculum and and, and kind of the business of right the the, the pedagogical effort of of the um of our efforts but but we focused on uh these particular variables of how to 
establish right parameters so that we, in our efforts, are able to acknowledge what we need as well um, to, um, to function first as human beings, as children of God, and then as we demonstrate our function, right? So uh, the fact that, that she uh, provided and facilitated this seminar or this retreat based upon this phenomenal book that provides, that provides scriptural foundations, scriptural foundations for uh, the elements about mental health. And so she is, a, you know, she is a, um, a scholar, a psychologist, uh, 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 a faithful servant of the, of the church. And that is one of right, the, uh, the books that I would kind of uh, recommend uh, as well. I mean, it's, uh, the, I mean you, you were out there in the church and you, you see it. I mean, the, maybe the, the lockdown of the pandemic is over, but it, there is a lingering effect and it's, it's beyond just COVID-19. And I think it's in some ways it, it is, it's encouraging because I think people are establishing some clearer boundaries, but you need some guides here and partners. You can't do this alone. And, yeah. and I, I appreciate you highlighting the resource friends. We're great to have you here. We're going to, we're wrapping up soon. If you have some final questions or comments, we'll try to sneak it in. Mm -hmm. uh, I just want to say from, um, from myself and my family, um, from the church and the Presbyterian church broadly um, and the church broadly and the world, I am grateful for the leadership, energy, vision, intentionality, love, joy that you bring to this work as a partner in ministry. Um, we were recently together, the Committee on Theological Education at Dubuque, and mm -hmm. I, uh, the president there, Jeffrey Bullock, has been there a long time. He talks about, I'm in the make the, happy, the people happy business. I mean, you, right. you, you've made my life a little happier and probably some other, I, not a problem. Yeah. I know some others and not just here on the show, but in the way that you're changing the culture. And it's not that it was uh, some sort of unhealthy things, but <laughs> making a, hel a healthier and more vibrant uh, culture um, uh, there at Columbia and beyond. And in those you're connecting with, I encourage folks, get to know uh, Victor, get to know Columbia Seminary and, um, Thanks so much for who you are. I'd love if you would bless and send us um, in a moment. I will say we have Anna Carter Florence coming up January 11th, and then Jermaine Ross Alam. I don't know if you know him, mm -hmm. director of uh, for Repair and Historic Harms for the Presbyterian Church. Um, mm -hmm. We're talking about waking up to what God gave you. Um, he's a real gift, and uh, he'll be with us at the end of October. So join us for our shows. But Victor, would you uh, honor and bless and send us this day? Sure. Thank you, Lee, once again, and I appreciate this time, this opportunity. I'm grateful for all uh, the colleagues and friends, um, students alike from Columbia that uh, are, are seeing this live I, uh, uh, show. I am grateful for them and grateful for their stories. And um, I, one of the things I do want to share as part of the blessing is that um, uh, and what I've been sharing with our staff and with our faculty and trustees and students alike is that we're living in a time where we need to demonstrate the abundance and grace of God's presence in our lives. And so uh, do not allow anything or any systems or any uh, kind of, uh, um, how do we say, organization, et cetera, to take away our joy. 
the joy that we have comes from the Lord, and that is what we need to lift up. So we need to move forward accordingly. So let us receive the benediction. Lord, we are grateful to you and thankful for this opportunity that you guided and gifted us with. Mm -hmm. You continue to bless Lee, O Lord, and the Theological Education Fund and its significant and impactful ministry uh, within the life of the church and with all of our theological institutions. I'm grateful for the colleagues of our theological institutions related to the PCUSA and abroad. Thank you, O Lord, for this opportunity that you have granted us to share the good news, to be uh, able to uh, move forward with conviction and with celebration. And now, O Lord, may the gifts that you provide uh, and the power of the Holy Spirit, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, uh, be upon us today and and always, amen. Thank you so much, Victor. Blessings on everyone. We'll look forward to seeing you soon. Stay safe. Take care. Bye.